What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, bring you incredible guests from all over the world, so sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest is a board-certified OBGYN, fellow of the ACOG. He's also the founder of Beloved Holistics, an entrepreneur and the creator of the Born Free Method. Please welcome Dr. Nathan Riley. Dr. Nathan, welcome to the show. It's a heck of an intro. Thank you, Dana. I'm really happy to be here. I'm very happy to have you. I mean, we've already had a good conversation so far, and so I know uh, this is going to be an incredible episode for our, our listeners and the people that watch us on YouTube. But I love your story, and so we are very much in alignment in our belief systems, but I, I would really kind of want to hear what was the breaking point for you when you left your hospital-based practice. That's a great question. The first thing that comes to mind is even before the the pandemic madness, I was working in the hospital system. I was on call. I was what's called a laborist or a hospitalist as an OBGYN, meaning I dealt with all the emergencies, people yeah. coming into the emergency room, all that stuff. And if somebody's doctor wasn't avail available right away, I would have to jump in and do the C-section or whatever. Um, and it was long hours. I was working also... Uh, full-time as a palliative care physician in a major hospital system and on the weekends doing this work. This is right when we were about to have our first child. And I was like, I can't be living in call rooms. Like, I just can't do this anymore. Yeah. So I gave them my two weeks. We had our baby, left the OBGYN part of that, and then COVID happened. And I lost two jobs during that related to, uh, I'll just leave it at, it was related to COVID, you know, yeah. stop. Yeah, And uh, the universe gave me that nudge out of the system. But I wasn't really happy in the system. I'm not very employable because I like to ask, ask questions. Yeah. I like to get those questions answered. <laughs> and nobody nowadays really incentivizes doctors to be curious. And I'm very, very curious, which is uh, it, it's, it's a, a real benefit to me in caring for people with more complicated stories um, who can't, you can't just protocolize into a fertility program or pregnancy journey. Um, but it's also been really, really hard. So it took a little bit of courage, but also a very supportive wife. And now I do things completely on my terms uh, and totally in alignment with the needs and the belief systems and the experiences of my clientele. Yeah. No, I love it. I mean, you um, you empower women to have babies on their own terms, which I love, using nature as our guide. And I think that that is so powerful because we as a society have gotten so far away from nature and how, how good it is for us. So I'd love to kind of hear like how Beloved Holistic was was born and you know sure. how you're helping your clients through that whole process. Right, well, <clears throat> this kind of goes back to my sort of disillusionment with the system from the very beginning, very reductive, very materialistic. There was really no time to, to hear a person's full life story before I was gonna start recommending things. Yeah. And so in the typical primary care setting, and OBGYNs in the U.S. are considered primary care, we have like seven minutes to do everything. And so as soon as you've told me your problem, I'm going to jump in and start trying to fix it. And that was not enough for me. I wasn't able to apply any to lifestyle medicine, um, which, by the way, not only helps you conceive, but also helps you have the most autonomous birth. You know, you can avoid pregnancy complications, you know, delays in your postpartum recovery, et cetera. And when I was working as a hospitalist, I was still out on the West Coast in Encinitas and very, very healthy clientele for the most part there. I was on call and I got a phone call from somebody named Angie. And she said, I'm supposed to have a home birth, but my midwife found I really had blood pressures. I don't have a doctor. Can you meet me? And I was on call for somebody who does a lot of kind of 
sort of natural birth, but in the hospital. And so I said, sure, I'll meet her there. And turns out that Angie's husband, Paul, she and Angie Paul Check, um, they'd started this giant holistic lifestyle coaching business in Southern California. And I got to know them really, really well. And after their birth, Paul had said, hey, why don't you come up and this guy's got like a cult following. So I had no idea, but he was like, come and spend the day with with me at the office. And we stacked rocks, you know, in his, his like Zen garden, he calls it. And we painted mandalas and he fed me some food and showed me his library. And he also gave me DMT. I mean, it was a hell of a day, but he also said, you know, what you do is really special. I think you should consider doing your own thing. Yeah. And so the wheels started turning, but I, it wasn't until I got fired caring for a guy who was, I'm also a hospice physician. That's my other board specialty. Okay. He's caring for a man at the end of his life and during COVID. And I took my mask off because he hadn't seen a face, hadn't been touched, hadn't been loved. And the next day I got fired on the spot. And that was kind of like the universe telling me, yeah, it's time. So um, that was the sort of birth of Beloved Holistics. It's been going about two to three years now. And I couldn't be happier. I think I have the luckiest job of any OBGYN on the planet. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I love it. I, what a great experience. And what's DMT? What is that? Dimethyltryptamine. It's one of the most potent psychedelic. Um, oh, really? Yeah, tripping. it's actually, I was tripping, <laughs> tripping with Paul Check. Yeah, out in, oh, I uh, love it. in uh, Escondido area in California. So, um, yeah, so I actually, that was actually a big part of this as well, is once you get beyond the, the sort of materialistic world that we live in and you realize, oh, there's more to this than just the numbers and the measurable things. Birth, actually, the opportunities provided by birth really open up. Yeah. And so I do attend home births now. I, I do things much more like a midwife than a doctor, but I have all those tools, the doctor tools, right. that I just I just know that I don't have to use them very often, which is which is really what I think most doctors crave. But many of us are kind of locked in a system due to yeah. all sorts of issues that uh, that kind of prevent us from doing the thing that really calls to us. Yeah. So uh, uh, so you uh, would you consider yourself more of a naturopath, home homeopath? Well, I, I wouldn't call myself that because I haven't done the training of a naturopath or a homeopath. I am studying right. anthroposophic medicine, which will be my third specialty. Okay. That's rooted in the work of Rudolf Steiner, who was an early 20th century um, philosopher, artist, writer. I mean, he was a clairvoyant. He had quite a bit to share, and a lot of what he was ruminating on has now, through trials and experiments, actually been demonstrated to be true. Who knows where he got the information, but he was yeah. even thoughtful about vaccines and the media and all these interesting things. Um, so I wouldn't call myself those things. I would also wouldn't call myself a midwife because that would be kind of a slap in the face to the practice of midwifery, which right. you know has its roots in the African diaspora and and Polynesia and and Asia and and this wisdom having been passed down. But I do kind of see myself as somebody trying to straddle those worlds, yeah. Where uh, you know we don't want we don't want to completely divorce ourselves from the operating rooms and antibiotics occasionally and. This and that, but we're not seeing a lot of discernment in the uses of these technologies, especially because we see all these other, you know, modalities as wacky, you know, wackadoo, woo-woo bullshit. And it's not. There's actually quite a bit that can be gained from these more gentle remedies, probably more so yeah. than going to your doctor for everything under the sun. Yeah. Don't don't you feel, I mean, since you are disillusioned by the whole system, don't you feel that most doctors in the system are programmed to really be a certain way instead of doing what's actually really good for the client or for their patient? Because that's how I feel. Like yeah. I, I'm very, you have to be an advocate for yourself if you're going to go to the doctor. 
and really kind of school yourself. And, you know, I, I remember I got um, diagnosed with high cholesterol. He wanted to put me on this medication. I said, no, I'm not going on anything. I was right. my diet a little bit, work out a little bit more. But the amount he was trying to push medication on me was really like kind of got me upset. And I was like, no, yeah. I'm, I'm not taking that. No. Yeah. I mean, several hundred years ago, Rene Descartes, Francis Bacon, um, Aristotle, you know, they, these great philosophers really helped us understand the body better by separating the mind and spirit from the body itself. And that helped us dissect into bodies. The problem with that is that as we've kind of doubled and tripled down on this notion that there's just this physical measurable thing that matters, yeah, um, doctors have been conditioned in, in a variety of ways. So the first thing is we don't have a lot of humanity in the educating of doctors or any practitioners. You're, you're as a resident, 100 hour work weeks, never sleeping, never, you know, you have crappy hospital food. You just don't know how to take care of yourself. So it's no wonder that no doctors out there, uh, except for people like me who, who really are able to do what, what we know is working, uh, that yeah. will work for people in pregnancy and for all sorts of women's health issues, the lifestyle, the diet, movement, sleep, all that stuff. We don't have time to do it, and we've never been incentivized to do it for ourselves. So you don't you don't go to your doctor expecting to get healthy through gentle lifestyle modification, even if you had the means and the time to do that. The other issue is that when you start your your education anywhere, it doesn't matter if you're a doctor or not, you are rewarded um, with more school and more credentials and degrees. I've got a pile of them in a closet somewhere. <laughs> Um, by taking tests. So you answer the test the way the examiner hopes you answer it. And if you can do that, just be a good boy and answer the answer, the, the, the test questions more so than your colleagues, you're going to be rewarded with higher levels of education. So when you come out of the end of that tunnel, 14 years or so of school, you've never been incentivized to think critically. You've never been incentivized yeah. to be curious to ask questions. You've been incentivized to answer the test question faster than your colleagues yeah. at, a, at a higher proficiency. And while that is helpful in some cases, it is not helpful for the vast majority of conditions that we're, we're trying to cope with here in the United States or really in many parts of the world. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty deep, man. Well, I mean, I, I don't believe in, t I mean, I don't, I'm not on any medication. I'm 46 years old and I'm, I, and I intend on not going on any medication. I want to try to do everything as holistically as possible and naturally for my body because that's yeah. what I believe. So if you're not considered a midwife, but you're not considered like this um, actual traditional practice doctor, what do you, where do you fall in there, and how do you help your how do you help your clients? I I liked I guess the the only label that I've found that really works for me, apart from the tattooed heretic of birth and death, which somebody said to me once, and I was like, I'm gonna take that and put it on my Instagram profile. <laughs> that's exactly who I am. Um, and I mean, yeah, home birth. I mean, that's that's heresy in the OBGYN community. So. Um, that was for our second baby. The only other label I think that I, I really own is sort of the medical philosopher, like taking a step back and asking, guys, what are we doing? I like that. And, and once you start to ask, what are we doing? And people start looking around at one another, trying to get an answer instead of looking forward at like the beacon in the distance, I suppose, which we don't know it's the right beacon. We just know we're supposed to go there. It's this cult of scientism. Once you start asking that and getting people looking around, it becomes a little bit less clear what, what we should be doing. The yeah. problem is that, you know, you put the golden handcuffs of a high paycheck on on certain professions, especially in medicine, and, and people have a hard time breaking free of that. I mean, I've got a half a million dollars in, in med school debt. Um, I would make a lot more money if I was a, a, a classical OBGYN, but I also wouldn't be really kind of driven by my heart's 
sort of yeah. or my soul's guidance as to what I think is right and wrong. I mean, we're talking like basic morality here. Taking your mask off, take caring for a dying old man who has a whole 95 year legacy seems like the right thing to do. And everybody would agree, but hey, those are the rules. So, okay, I'm not employable. I'm a tattooed heretic. I'm a medical philosopher. But most importantly, Diana, I'm I'm a guy who has kids and a wife and friends and family around the world. And I care deeply for them. Yeah. And if I put my skills, those 14 years of, of education to to help improve humanity's lot in this on this beautiful planet, then that's that's what I do. So <laughs> I'm a I'm a deep ecologist, I guess, above all. No, I love it. You, you, definitely in alignment with my belief system. So if I'm if I'm looking for some help. So if I was looking for some help in what you do, at what point would I reach out to you to help me through the process? And what would that look like for me? Well, that's a good question. A lot of people find me way long after they've developed issues, right? It took 20 years to develop this problem, and they're looking to me to come up with a natural silver bullet versus the pharmaceutical silver bullet. And that's yeah. it just doesn't come that easily. So most people, I think, benefit from having an understanding uh, on the physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual levels of what what comprises a healthy human experience. I work on all of those levels, and um, what I would, you know, try to implore people to consider is, if you were living the healthiest life now, and you were to, you know, transport yourself into early parenting, yeah, would how how hard would it be? in contrast to now to get your lifestyle, your health dialed in when you don't have another human who's who's looking to you for guidance. So I tell people like if you're not doing the six foundational principles, moving well, eating well, hydrating, sleeping, um, breathing and and having a healthy mindset in stress management, if you're not doing those things, let's start now. It helps with literally everything that could come later and it's a lot easier to, to prevent it than reverse it later on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you even said that you work with women that are in my my age range, right? And then you help them with the whole process. Yeah, yeah. You know, for for women in your age group, obviously you're you're kind of approaching that later sort of reproductive years. So it's going to be a little bit harder to get pregnant. The, yeah. the issue is that a lot of people are just like, oh, I'm too old to get pregnant. Well, there's a lot of people who are 28 who are struggling to get yes. pregnant, and their their male partners don't have healthy, viable sperm. As soon as you discover, huh, we've been trying it, getting pregnant for a while and it's not working, there's a signal there. It could be in your partner, it could be in you, but there is some health issue there upstream yeah. that if you don't go to somebody who really is is has the time and, and really the, the patience and practice to look upstream for those issues, then that that little signal that's going off that is 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 being reflected in your inability to conceive naturally. Yeah. Again, if you're if you're of the early reproductive years, yeah. Um, if we don't get this stuff dialed in, you're going to open yourself up to a world of issues in pregnancy and postpartum, because pregnancy is so hard on the body. Like yeah. your baby will survive at the cost of your life energy. I mean, it really is truly what's happening. So let's dial that in. Let's figure out why you're having these fertility issues, or the recurrent miscarriages, or whatever happened in your previous pregnancy. If you had some sort of medical issue come up, preeclampsia, for example, yeah. Let's dial it in. Let's get. Let's get back to the root cause of why your body's struggling through this otherwise very natural process. Sure. And it's going to benefit you and your family, you know, for, for decades later. Yeah. And you also help the, the partners. So it's not yeah. just the, the woman that you're helping. It's also their, their partner as well. That's right. Yeah. Men are responsible fertility for fertility challenges in the United States up to 50% of the time. And so 
anything over 20 million sperm per ml, that's a milliliter, that's a tiny amount of, of, of semen, it's yeah. going to have 20 million sperm in it. That sounds like a lot, but that is the, the low, the, the, the bottom end of the parameters of normal in, uh, in a semen analysis. So I would say, hey, you've got 21 million sperm per ml. Your doctor told you your semen looks normal. I would say, hang on a second. You are very barely making it into that normal range. What if we quadrupled the amount of sperm in a single ml? Would it be more likely that your IVF would be successful or that you would conceive naturally? And obviously, if you don't have enough, if you if you're on the low end of normal um, yeah. in semen analysis, there's something going on in your lifestyle. Let's get your sleep yeah. dialed in. Let's get plastics out of your life. Let's get sit this this phone. Get it out of your pocket, centimeters away from your testicles, so that you're not zapping your 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 gonads all day long with high power modems. Um, these are very very basic things people can do. But then we go deeper. We go into the stool. Right. We go to you know the adrenal system. We 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 look everywhere for anything that we can dial in so that you're not only healthier but you're also able to conceive. Yeah, I mean, I would assume that diet also has a big part of that too. If you're not eating. Yeah. The men aren't eating correctly or in a healthy way. That's going to affect their, you know, their that's right. Their you know semen count. Yeah, most of the time, what I find is men have like a little bit of inflammation in their semen analysis. So white blood cells would be a sign that like there's something going on in there, right? You've got sperm, but do you have more sperm? If we squelch that inflammation, you track that back to the gut almost always. So yeah. the way that we've eaten the glyphosates in our foods, the number of vaccines and antibiotics we've taken over the years definitely impacts our gut. But then also the microplastics and everything else. There's there's quite a bit we can do from a dietary standpoint. And and I'll, for those listening, the one thing you can do right now, like free advice, is go to your Whole Foods, get three cans of Crown Prince oysters every week, and eat the smoked oysters because they have zinc, magnesium, selenium, molybdenum, um, manganese. Uh, I mean, it is so chock full of nutrition. And yeah. oysters have long been known as an aphrodisiac. Well, it's an aphrodisiac and it cranks up your your sperm count, but it's not just eating oysters. You have to dial in all the other things. Let's yeah. take out the gluten, take out the processed sugar. Let's maybe take some probiotics, but all of that would be dependent on what your stool test, you know, stool analysis shows. There's quite a bit we can do with food, um, yeah. food alone. And so you work with people all over, right? Not just in your general area. Yeah, I just had a couple who birthed under my care in Australia. I didn't go there for the birth, but right. I they had surprised twins and they knew that I was connected to some other people that they really trusted. And they said, could you provide us some support from afar? So that's uh, that's as far as a ways from the east coast of the United States you can go. But yeah, I do take care of people everywhere. Um, if you live close by, I, I do in-person consults as well, but I have got a family and girls and that's my priority. So I'm not driving. I'm not flying back and forth to California to do pap smears. It's just not... <laughs> Not, yeah. not in my way. They'd have to pay you a lot of money for that, I would imagine. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do have a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Your hospital bill is going to be way less. Um, I will say I do have a couple out in California who is bringing me out for the month of September to be at their birth at a birth center. Oh, wow. uh, the birth center knows me through social media and everything. They're like, well, that guy can come here anytime. Um, but that's a that's the exception. You know, I have to really manage. You know, I have to balance out just being the guy who wakes up and takes care of his family with that sort of needs of the of of the communities around the country many of whom don't even have access to a lot of great midwives i mean there's midwives are they struggle in a lot of parts of our country so and i feel for them i feel for them the last i was at was in north northwest indiana there was like one or two midwives to pick from and they didn't want them so i was like uh that's bad well i can i can get there from kentucky so yeah oh wow 
talk to us. You are the creator of the Born Free Method. What is that? Well, everything that we've talked about so far is quite a bit out of the bounds of what we would call conventional medicine, the lifestyle, the storytelling, the informed consent, bioethics. We've seen violations in all of these things. And lifestyle has never been a real good part of our conventional model. It's always been surgery, pharmaceuticals. That's at least how I learned. Yeah. Um, so the Born Free Method is, is the most comprehensive pregnancy and postpartum education program available. In addition to all the things we've talked about, there's also a separate unit for dads. I don't think there's a lot of models for, for dads out there, soon-to-be dads, who really want to be um, responsible in this process. They want to take advantage of the opportunity that childbirth yeah. brings, and they don't have any idea what it means to be a dad. So there's a whole unit there for dads. There's a whole unit on psychedelics, cannabis, other drug use, because a lot of people want to start experimenting with these things in pregnancy. Um, and there's, you know, we've, in, and we've included in about, it's like 90-plus modules in this course, um, risks, benefits, alternatives to almost every intervention under the sun, including all of the, the things that shall not be named um, that we've been experiencing over these past couple of years. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, people can probably guess where I fall in that. We won't even get into it, but that is a big concern. For example, Rogam is a blood product that is injected into a pregnant woman, uh, middle of the pregnancy, and then after birth in order to prevent um, antibodies forming against a baby's you know, blood cells if the mom happens to be Rh negative. But now that because that's made from whole blood, the counseling around this has changed because we have to worry about whatever was in these mRNA things, yeah, like protein, for example, ending up in a product that's now going to be injected in you like this. Yeah. People are thoughtful about it. So we do a deep dive on all of these things. Um, and when you when you join the court, the program, our family, we call it, you also get 12 months of weekly calls with me and Sarah Rosser, who's one of the, the farm midwives, Animaeus Farm down in Tennessee. She's my co-creator on the program. So you get 12 months of weekly calls and you get a course, lifetime access with any updates ever are going to be provided to you at no cost. So we're really excited. It's been a, uh, an incredible launch for us and it does feel very validating that people are actually seeking out um, personal responsibility. Yeah. And, um, and <laughs> It's not just autonomy. It's also owning the outcomes of your decisions as well. That's really the types of people that I work with. I love it. Where can people find you, connect with you, learn more about the course and all, all the things that you offer? I'd say the best way is on Instagram at Nathan Riley OBGYN. I'm sure you'll link that. But the Born yeah. Free the, the course is available now at bornfreemethod.com. And um, in my practice, if you need me for anything else apart from the course, you can find me at belovedholistics.com. Excellent. Yes, you are correct. I will be putting those links in the show notes, you guys. So if you connected with what Dr. Nathan is sharing with us today or know someone that could use his services or just at least maybe check out the course, go click those links, go follow him on Instagram. And uh, I'm sure he would welcome any type of conversation just to, if you have some questions. This is the part of the show where I like to ask for last words of wisdom or advice. What would you like to leave with us today? Lead with love, guys. Like we have got to bring our communities back together. There is so much division. Whether you fall on one side or the other side of an argument, you have to get better. We all have to get better at just holding space for a person's journey. Um, to to bring, I just I have to say this about the COVID thing. Whether you're for or against the COVID vaccines, imagine that this was like a face-eating virus, and suddenly some magical spell was cast and everybody who was eating people's faces stopped eating people's faces and were like, what happened? Where was I this whole time? Yeah. You would welcome them back into your family. I'm not, I don't know if it's a perfect analogy, although it is very, very thematic, very dramatic, that, that analogy. 
when we start to have more information become available about anything in the future, we have to be able to hold space for our friends and family, our, our coworkers. Just be easy. Lead with love, lead with compassion instead of fear and hate. And, and I think everything will, else will kind of figure itself out. Yes, I love it. Lead with love, my friends. Thank you, Nathan, so much for sharing what you do and your story. You're incredibly brave and courageous to step out on your own and and uh, follow your purpose in offering people the, the resources to have a better birthing experience and become healthier from the inside out. So I think it's just wonderful. Thank you so much for having me, Deanna. You're welcome. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radalescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.